Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. One in Illinois and the second largest in the history of the Mega Millions game. You're listening to the latest from NBC News Radio. KCAA Loma Linda. 1050 AM. 106.5 FM. And now 102.3 FM. State Investment Club, which is every third Wednesday of the month. Uh, we're virtual right now, so it starts at 6 p. On the, on the west and 9 p. on the east. I'm here today with my very, very special guest mentor, Christina Souter. Uh, she is the organizer of the Phoebe Pasadena, which is for investors by investors. But before we get into that, I want to take a special time out to say I am going to dedicate this show to my mentors that pass, Mick Blackwell, Aaron Norris, as well as uh, Jack Fullerton, uh, coach as we called him. And if you can be so kind, Christina, just to give us a little excerpt on how these men influenced your life before you go into who you are. I would love to. I would love to. I ha- I want to talk, you know, I didn't know Mick nearly as well as you did, so maybe you can touch on Mick a little more, but Aaron Norris was incredibly dear to me. He was probably the closest. I'm going to say this, and God bless his soul, because I hope he feels this way back, or at least did in, in body. Um, he was he was just one of those people, every time I saw him, every time I talked to him, every time I, I interacted with him, he just felt like he was family. He felt like he was part of my soul family. He felt like he was just that dear to me. And as he got sick and he started moving through that path, which was really freaking hard, I just felt really a, included. And I felt um, he included everybody. He included everybody. He was he was Facebooking. He was he was sharing with everybody what was going on. But I just I just he was precious to me. Every time I went to a real estate event, if I saw him there, I felt like I was at home. He just had that presence about him, and I, I don't know if it was just if it was just a few of us, but honestly, everybody I talked to about Aaron, that's their take on him. He had just the most amazing heart and was just amazingly generous with his being and his welcoming and his kindness. He was just always that way, and Bruce, his dad, used to always talk about it. And Bruce was so proud of him. Just from the time he was a little boy, he would tell stories about how generous Aaron was, how kind he was, and how inclusive he was. So my thoughts go out to his dad and to his family. Well, I appreciate that. So with that saying... Can I talk about Jack? Can I hijack for a minute? Can I talk about Jack? So Jack Fullerton coach, he was always, always funny, always saying something inspiring, always off the cuff, always... I don't know, just Jack. And so the first time I ever met Jack, I was I was parked in a parking lot outside of the Orange County Phoebe meeting, and I was going to present that night. And Jack was getting out of a very old car. I mean, like a classic car, <laughs> but it was just old. <laughs> just saying. And he had this lovely lady who was driving him, and honestly, I don't remember her name. I just don't. But I remember going, he's like, oh, hey, are you going to the real estate meeting? I'm like, yeah, I'm going to the real estate meeting. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to. And I'm like, oh, that sounds really great. You're going to the real estate meeting. I, what, you know, That's really great. Why are you going? He says, oh, I'm, I'm new to real estate. I'm going to be learning. I'm here to learn. <laughs> 
No, I mean, you know anything about Coach? Coach was in real estate probably 40 years previous to me being in real estate. <laughs> I mean, just like seriously, I've been in real estate for 35 years, so maybe 40 is an exaggeration. But he's been in real estate for a very long time. And I, we started talking. He's like, oh, are you going to go there to be you know, at the meeting? And da, da, da. I said, well, actually, I, I, I'm presenting. He's like, oh, that's so great. I'm so glad you're presenting. I look forward to learning from you. And I said, oh, that's great. Why don't you tell me your name? And he says, I'm Jack Fullerton. And I went, what? You're Jack <laughs> You ain't going to learn anything from me tonight, Jack. I should be learning from you. That's how humble he was. He was always that humble, always that kind, always that gracious. I'm, Jack's telling me he's going to learn from me. <laughs> I don't think so, babe. He's not going to learn anything from me. <laughs> so with that in mind, you said you've been in the business for, uh, for 35, 35 years. 35 years, yeah. Okay, you can so add another five, but that's just making me five <laughs> years older there, Thomas. <laughs> okay, so tell people about yourself real quick, you know, who you are, where you come from, and things like that. Sure. So name's Christina Suter. I run the Four Investors by Investors Club in Pasadena. We have two meetings a month, one multifamily, one focused on real estate as a whole. And uh, I'm a real estate investment advisor. I work with people on designing their real estate portfolio literally from the top down. I'm a fee-based advisor. Um, and it really has to do with I love working with my clients. Um, I'll say this on, on air. I don't make the bulk of my income from being a consultant. I really don't. I make the bulk of my income from being a professional investor because that's what I've done. Uh, I stopped working in about 2000 was when I became a full-time investor. Uh, and I've had good times. And I've had some really bad times. <laughs> and I can talk about either one that you want to talk about. But I'm still investing in real estate 35 years later. I'm still teaching about it. I still run my clubs. I'm still deep in the community. I still think real estate is an amazingly approachable, useful, high-return investment that you can have in your portfolio. I know lots of people where 80% of their portfolio is in real estate. And I advise with people on how to use real estate to their highest leverage. Okay, so when you was a kid, did you ever think you would be in real estate? Or is that something else that you wanted no. to do? No, I think I'd be in real estate. I thought I'd be a therapist. Okay. Wow. I, I did. I thought I'd be a therapist. What My, type of therapist? Uh, you know, just a marriage, family therapist, an MFT. Oh, so you was going to mess people's minds. <laughs> Excuse me. Excuse me here, Thomas. No, I was going to help them sort out what was in their mind. <laughs> and I still do a lot of therapy, a lot of personal growth work, a lot of spiritual work. I'm still very deep in that field, but I am not a therapist. I thought I'd be a therapist until my brother said to me one day, well, you know, if you want to be a therapist, you have to get a PhD. And I went, uh, I ain't that smart. I ain't going to get a PhD. <laughs> no, I want to be a therapist. So I said, well, I guess I better come up with something else. So I got, a, I got a bachelor's in business. And then later I went back and I got a master's in psychology. I did later. But that was after I had already defined myself as a consultant. Okay. So I'm going to say something. I don't know if you want to talk about it, but I know that you and I got something in common. Sure. I'm dyslexic and you're dyslexic Absolutely. as well. Yeah. So talk about that real quick. <laughs> Well, now you understand my comment about I ain't that smart. <laughs> I actually am pretty smart. I, I because I was diagnosed, right? Because I was actually in, I was in special ed schools back in second grade, all the way through to the end of fifth, and then in sixth grade they put me in regular school. Not a good thing. I'm just saying, not a good thing to go from special ed. The kid on the you know, I was I went from being in a very loving environment where I learned. Eight years of math in three years, five years of reading, and three years of spelling in three years. Because that's about <laughs> as good as spelling was ever going to get. And it's still about that good. It hasn't gotten any better. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. My spelling still sucks. Um, but, uh, but being in sixth grade was just not good. I was the kid from the loser bus. And I was treated that way for a lot of years. And honestly, it made me better. And I, maybe it's because of all the personal growth work I've done, but I'm just saying, it made me better. It made me better because I understood what it's like to not be the one on the winning side all the time. I understood what it's like to start really tough, to really understand it takes a lot of work to grind your way into being successful. It takes time. It takes focus. It takes dedication, and it takes self-care. So if you're somebody who's like, oh, yeah, well, I was, you know, blah, blah, blah. I was in the special ed school or, you know, my parents, 
you know, hit me. My mom wasn't always the kindest, so I'm just throwing that out there, too, for those of us who are, you know, coming from tough homes. It's not a good excuse. And if you're using it as an excuse, don't. Because the only person paying the price of the unhappiness is you. Exactly, exactly. you got to move forward anyways because you've got a spot in this world to fulfill. Fulfill your spot and you get to be happy. Amen. And dyslexia is not an excuse. Well, see, like I tell people, I am too far in the ocean to swim back. I have to get to the other side. <laughs> yes. I need to see what's on the other yes. side. It's yes. just like Peter walking on the water, you know. I got to get on the other. I got to keep myself focused and not look around and the shark's going to come and get me, things like that. Because I know um, when people want to start their own business, it's a very challenging thing. It is. You know, it and is. a lot of people look at Where's my next meal? Where's my next income come from? And then I break down to them the the book that everybody talks about, which is Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And I asked them, I said, now, what did you get out of it? And they says, well, what I got out of it is mindset, this, that, and the other. I said, well, have you ever listened to this? He indicated that his dad was educated poor. Now, what does that mean? Which means his dad got a Ph.D., which means that there's no other degree above a Ph.D. Right. So to me, that means his dad capped out. Okay. Which means he could not make any more money past a Ph.D. Ah, so past what a Ph.D. can make. Exactly. That's right. Yep, because he so, was in that track. He was exactly. on, on the working track. I'm a Ph.D. I'm a professor. This is what I do. This is the track I'm so, on, and there's a top to that. When you talk about, you know, like the, the rich dad where he had to learn – um, systems and income streams, that's what learning and doing and also being in your own space is all about, obtaining the information that you get. Okay, I'm dyslexic. Okay, so I'm not going to use that as a crutch. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go surpass that and become better than that. I'm going to work harder so I can be able to get there. So it's like, yeah, I did get my own personal Ph.D., but not the way the system has set, mm -hmm. it, system up, has set it up, but the way I set it up. If, even if it took me 15 years, I did it. You know what I'm saying? And I'm proud of the fact that I did that. So when you say that, as you got older going in towards high school, what started you, um, what career were you looking at when you was in high school before you got into real estate? Um, okay, so I got a bachelor's in business. And then I double backed and I got a teacher's credential. So I was going to be an elementary school teacher. And then I realized I couldn't make the difference with the kids I wanted to as an elementary school teacher because okay. the biggest influence on a child's life is their parents. And that's why I doubled back and got the master's in psychology. Okay. We're going to take a commercial break real quick. We're going to come back with our special guest, Christine. She's going to come continue on that. Thank you for listening to the Real uh, Men of Real Estate. is the most innovative business networking group. Supporting and collaborating with a dozen of small businesses that are interested in building and establishing strong business connections. Hosting educational live seminars while carrying out business and community-driven projects, as well as marketing programs as a part of its membership program. FireUp Connect also offers virtual assistance with a wide range of services including, inbound customer support, chat support, appointment setting and email management, graphic designing video editing, web design and development, social media marketing, e-commerce solution, content writing and much more. For more information, head on over to www.fireupconnect.com. FireUp Connect, helping success stories unfold every day. in the lending process is patience. Like I tell all my clients, once you get those keys in hand, it'll all be worth it. Everything that they said they were gonna do, they did. I saved so much money working with First Lending Solutions. I love my new house. I couldn't be happier. So reach out to me at First Lending Solutions so I can help you get started. You can contact Dafina Miller with First Lending Solutions at 951-973-0123, DafinaMillerMortgage.com.
I love how New School is able to help me greatly with my career because they actually have experience working in the field. The greatest thing about New School is the fact that there are so many different disciplines which allows you to really understand and get a good insight into different types of design. I think it's that whole changing mindset of what design can really do for a city and this is kind of the place to be. This environment cultivates creative thinking. Real Men of Real Estate with Steve Matley, construction manager and real estate developer, business owner and educator. Did you know that right now there's 22,000 units deficit? Tunde Ogunwale, real estate development professional, Naval Academy grad and veteran with a deep understanding of the public sector process. All of us want to live in thriving communities. Brian Fox, real estate expert and investor dedicated to helping hundreds of clients make money in real estate every year. There's so much housing going in. The builders are begging for more land. Future company can come in, lease up space to employ those people who are living in the homes. We have to put the housing in place. They either, either have to have houses, they want to make sure that there's a strong employment logistics center. Things like information hubs. We are a shipping economy now. There's economies all over the country where their prices are doubling and tripling. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome back to The Real Men of Real Estate, hosted by me, your host, Thomas F. Chappelle, Jr. We were speaking before the break with our special guest, Christina Souter, and she was in part on speaking on uh, what she was doing with her degree, so I want you to go ahead and finish on that. Okay, so, well, just basically, what happened was, as I was be getting my degree, as I was, you know, get, I, mean, I got my teacher's credential, I taught for a little while, realized I couldn't make the impact I wanted to make on kids' lives, so I really had to double back. I was gonna get my degree in psychology, but at the same time, I started growing massively in my real estate portfolio. So here I am, I'm running a, I'm getting, I'm finishing my degree, I'm a business, a master's in psychology, I'm getting a, a I'm running a very small business and I'm investing in real estate. My small business was like $2,000 a month was the rent. And I couldn't always make the rent every month. But here I am selling an asset that had appreciated, had appreciated by almost a million dollars. Wow. I know. I'm like, really? I didn't know that happened. <laughs> I didn't know that was possible. I'm like, what the huh? And I went, do I have a problem with money? Well, if I had a problem with money, which my business would suggest I do, it doesn't seem to exist in real estate. Maybe I'm on the wrong boat. So I moved over to real estate because at that point I could professional. Well, within a short amount of time, I was able to professionally retire and become a full-time real estate investor. Now, you have told a story in the past about. Uh, Helping saving your mother's house. Could you elaborate on that for me? Helping save Remember my mother's house. Remember you so house. much you had. Um, my mom. Yeah. yeah. So when I was 17, so how I started in real estate is my story about my mom. So my mom, God bless her, she has passed away in 2014, but Sorry she was a, a complicated piece of work. <laughs> we'll just call it that. But one of the things she did do is that she, she kept her faith in me. All the way through special ed schools, all the way through my educational struggles, all the way through high school, which was really freaking hard really hard. Um, she kept her faith in me. That was the one thing my mom did right, truly right. Um, but when I was 17, she couldn't stay in the family home anymore because she had really bad asthma. She was 350 pounds, 400 pounds, 5'11". If you know the math, that's a pretty big lady. She couldn't handle staying in the house. So she left the house and I, I, she offered it up to us three kids and I literally just went, I'll take it. I'll take it. And so I, I, rented it out to my aunt and uncle and you know she got to move out just like Lily that week and later when I sold it she wanted to buy back into another house she's like well she gave me the house so she's like I want to buy back in I'm like I'll buy you a house 
You gave me the money. Why don't I give you the money? And I bought a house. And honestly, that was the best decision because having your parents take care of your assets are the best renters in the world. Because <laughs> <laughs> my mom, she put pride of ownership into that house. You know, okay. I, I, she gave me the money, I gave it back to her, and then I bought the house for her, but it stayed in my name, and she had an amazing pride of ownership. And as tough as my mom was, she's part of why I'm successful. That's good. See, that way, if you had never been successful, you and I would have never met. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's a good thing we met, Thomas. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> tell me about, you know, you didn't tell us a story about Mick. Well, um, just to elaborate a little bit, uh, Mick and I became close. Um, story goes into what um, uh, my mother passed, and right before she passed, uh, I don't recall her ever meeting him, and um, he told the story that my mother told him that she was dying of cancer, and and he said that she said, he told her, like everybody else, I'm sorry to hear there's anything you can I do. And, you know, most people just say that just being kind and whatnot. And she told him, she said, the only thing I want you to do is to love my son and look after him. And when he told the story, the way he told it, it sent chills through my son and my, my spine because, I mean, the way he said it, exactly how she would say it. So that, that built that kindredship that it was a bond that, couldn't be broken yeah. you know and to be there for him and I, I raised uh three million dollars from him you know things like that to do some deals and for him to pass it yeah it it, it hurt it a little bit so that's why I honored the show to to the three that passed and now I'm embarking on um wanting to write a real estate book and to be able to um, honor all my mentors, especially him, that's what the book is going to be about, honoring the mentors that mentor me, that's got me where it is. And I asked you and you said that you would love to be a part of it. So I thank you very much from the bottom of my heart for, for being able to do that for you're me. You're literally so. making me cry. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just saying. Like, literally, like I'm tearing up, literally. Just so, thank you, So, I mean, I appreciate it. So, I don't want it to be all about just me. You you are my guest. So, with your club. Uh, <laughs> it's only been about me, Thomas, this whole time. This is the only piece that has been about you. I'm just saying. <laughs> but uh, the Phoebe Club, how did you get started with that? Because uh, it has um, several different components to it. It's the Phoebe Orange County, the Phoebe Irvine, mm -hmm. the Phoebe Long Beach, Phoebe Southgate, Phoebe Pasadena. So how did you get involved in that? Jeremy Vole. Okay. Of course it's Jeremy, right? So uh, when I became a full-time investor and I, I went, well, okay, hey, I have all this growing real estate assets because I was investing in real estate when I was started at 17. So I bought a condo from my brother. I bought the house. I got the house for my mom, took care of that, sold that, got a condo from my brother, um, I think about the condo before I sold the house, so that was leverage. So there's different things I did in real estate as I was growing my real estate portfolio. And when I told you my story, right, I'm like, all of a sudden I've got this asset to appreciate almost a million dollars. I'm like, maybe I should get educated in this. I'm just thinking, <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, after having like, because here I was, I mean, I was training myself to be a teacher and then maybe be a therapist, because now I know I didn't have to have a PhD, right? <laughs> so, I mean, I, maybe I could face getting a master's. Even my little dyslexic soul could work myself up to getting a master's, right? My, my LD teacher, who was an amazing advocate for me, told my parents I wasn't going to be able to get, uh, uh, go to college. So, but I got myself through college. I'm just letting you know. I did it anyways. So here I am getting my master's. And so, uh, but the, but <laughs> lost track of your question now. How did you get into the club? How did I get into the club business? So I thought maybe I should get educated. So I started taking some courses and I started going to clubs, right? And I avoided the clubs that had a lot of sales in them. So Jeremy Moll was running a club. It was all economics, all deals. That's all he was doing. It was a small club. To me, it was a small club in that he kept it in a small room. He had a lot of chairs in a small room. But <laughs> he had like 18, you know, those, those uh, boardrooms that take like maybe eight to 10 chairs around the table. I think he had like 20 chairs in that room almost every time. But I went, now this is valuable. The education I'm getting from going to this club that Jeremy Moll's running, which is part of the Phoebe brand, he's one of the founders of Phoebe, 
This is valuable to me as an investor. Not only am I getting educated, but I'm getting real-time information that allows me to be more successful. I wanted to run a club like him. I wanted to be like Jeremy Vole. <laughs> I did. I wanted to be like Jeremy Vole. I really did. So Jeremy, if you're listening to this, now you know the truth. I wanted to be like Jeremy Vole. He was like an unofficial mentor to me, just going to that club the way he did. And I, and I started my club in a very similar way. I started in 2011, I think is when I started my club. Right? So this was after the meltdown? Was that possible? Yeah, I yeah. think it was possible. So after the meltdown. And chair, I, I, every, I, I started in a small boardroom with a lot of chairs. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I worked on, and Lily talked about economics every single time because it was the biggest, most important effect in real estate investing was the economy that was going on at, the, at that time. I was losing 100000 For a part of that downturn, I was literally losing $100,000 a month. Wow a month in value on my assets. That freaked me out. I don't know about you, but that would that freaked me of out. Of course it would. Right? And that freaked me out. But I started my club in 2011, and economics was all I focused on because I had learned the deep value. Education and networking. And real estate goes up and down on this much bigger tide called economics. And that's when I became a hobbyist in the economics. Right? But I started my club. It was a way of giving back. It was okay. a way of staying educated. Selfishly, it's a way of getting people who are currently doing stuff in real estate and have them come talk to me by talking to all my Phoebe members. <laughs> <laughs> it keeps me educated. It keeps my Phoebe members educated. And I love the community that's gotten created. I get teased sometimes because I'm a pay-it-forward gal. Okay. That's every time, every time I start my meeting, my focus is on networking and education, the way you treat your network is how you grow your net worth. Okay. Because paying it forward, being of integrity, being of your word, looking for the win-win solution is how you can create a sustainable, long-term business model in real estate. Be a positive element inside of your community and your community will always seek to give back to you. And my club gives to people, it's, that's its intention. And I give back. So that's how I started my club. Well, for those who don't know, this club is phenomenal. It's in Pasadena. She had started off at once a month on a Thursday. Yep, originally. And yep. now she's gotten to where she's doing twice, twice a month. Yeah. Now, for those who don't know her, she is the lady in white. She's always in always white, white when she does always her presentations <laughs> and whatnot. So if I was the one to come to your club, and I've never been to a real estate club, what would be the reason why I should join your club? Uh, because the two core real estates, the two <laughs> things you need in real estate is education and networking. Did I mention that yet? Yes. Let me say it again. The two things you need to be successful in real estate is education and networking. It is not money, guys. Okay. If you think money is your block. We're going to stop her for a minute. We're going to go into our commercial break at this time. I thank you for joining in to the Real Men of Real Estate. We'll be back with our guests. Thank you. FireUp Connect is the most innovative business networking group. Supporting and collaborating with a dozen of small businesses that are interested in building and establishing strong business connections. Hosting educational live seminars while carrying out business and community-driven projects, as well as marketing programs as a part of its membership program. FireUp Connect also offers virtual assistance with a wide range of services including inbound customer support, chat support, appointment setting and email management, graphic designing video editing, web design and development, social media marketing, e-commerce solution, content writing and much more. For more information, head on over to www.fireupconnect.com. FireUp Connect, helping success stories unfold every day. in the lending process is patience. Like I tell all my clients, once you get those keys in hand, it'll all be worth it. Everything that they said they were gonna do, they did. I saved so much money working with First Lending Solutions. I love my new house. I couldn't be happier. 
So reach out to me at First Lending Solutions so I can help you get started. You can contact Dafina Miller with First Lending Solutions at 951-973-0123, DafinaMillerMortgage.com. I love how New School is able to help me greatly with my career because they actually have experience working in the field. The greatest thing about New School is the fact that there are so many different disciplines which allows you to really understand and get a good insight into different types of design. I think it's that whole changing mindset of what design can really do for a city and this is kind of the place to be. This environment cultivates creative thinking. Real Men of Real Estate with Steve Matley, construction manager and real estate developer, business owner, and educator. Did you know that right now there's 22,000 units deficit? Tunde Ogunwale, real estate development professional, Naval Academy grad, and veteran with a deep understanding of the public sector process. All of us want to live in thriving communities. Brian Fox, real estate expert and investor dedicated to helping hundreds of clients make money in real estate every year. There's so much housing going in. The builders are begging for more land. Future company can come in, lease up space to employ those people who are living in the homes. We have to put the housing in place. They either, either have to have houses, they want to make sure that there's a strong employment logistics center. Things like information hubs. We are a shipping economy now. There's economies all over the country where their prices are doubling and tripling. Welcome back to The Real Men of Real Estate, hosted by me, your host, Thomas F. Chappelle, Jr. of the Black Inland Empire Real Estate Investment Club. We are here with my special guest, Christina Sudo, one of my mentors, and we're going to let her finish her story, so go ahead and continue. <laughs> I'm sorry, folks. We're having so much fun over here. Uh, but go ahead and continue. We're talking about uh, uh, why would somebody want to join your club? Okay, because <laughs> honestly, again, we talked about so many, we talked about other things during the break, so I'm like, okay, what was I talking about? <laughs> why do people want to join my club? The reason why you join my club is because it adds value to your network. That is really the primary reason why you want to join my club. Because honestly, I think I was rolling into something else right before, right after that. Because <laughs> networking and education, right? It's not about money. Right. It's not about money. It's about networking and education, paying it forward, and having your community support you, which what you found to be true, Thomas. Right? We were just talking about you got to break the mentality. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Right? If you're if you're grown up in I was grown up in a house where everybody went to college. My grandmother had a PhD. Okay. My mom, in her later years, went back and got a PhD. My sister is a doctor. Right? And here I am, the dyslexic kid. Okay? <laughs> I'm just saying. No, this doesn't work for me, right? But it's but so but a traditional education can sometimes give you the wrong message. I love that I have the education I have. So let's not dash education and say you shouldn't be educated. Education is great. It teaches you to be disciplined and focused on getting something done and getting a project out. That's what all those blooming papers are about. Right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and it teaches you how to research. Great. But education doesn't necessarily fit when you're trying to get forward with sort of a, I call it an entrepreneurial heart. If you've got a heart that is interested in creating your own purpose, interested in creating your own path, interested in having control over your own time, where you truly like the inspiration of being the one getting stuff done and then seeing the result of that for yourself. Education wants to keep you in a particular slide, in a particular slot. That's what they teach you. You're going to be a veterinarian. You're going to be a lawyer. You're going to be a doctor. You're going to be a blah, blah, blah. You're going to be a thing. Right. Whereas being an entrepreneur is about creating your thing. You're not going to be a thing. You're creating your thing. You're creating who you are. You're creating how you're going to contribute. You're creating the difference you want to make in this world. So I'm not bashing education, but you got to break free of the concept 
that it's defined for you and find the freedom of you defining it. And real estate is an amazing platform for entrepreneurs. And I've run into a lot of dyslexics and ADHDs in real estate. <laughs> I'm just saying, we seem to thrive in this environment because we're creating our own thing, because we're following our own path. It's a perfect place. Now, I'm going to say this for those who have not attended her meetings as of yet. Um, the one thing she loves talking about is the word why. Why do you do why? this? Why do you do that? And this, that, and the third. Uh, could you uh, dabble on that real quick for me, please? Yeah, absolutely. I would love to. It's one of my favorite <laughs> topics. So I'll tell you my why. I'll just give you an example. I'll be my own example. So when I was a little kid, dyslexic kid, we talked about that. My mom was a single mom raising three kids up until the time I was nine, and then she got remarried, right? So my mom was a little stressed, just saying, and a little busy. So I would often get picked up late from school. Or I would, and when I was in special ed school, because my mom couldn't pick me up, it was on the other side of town, I took three buses, right? So I was 9, 10, 11, and 12 when I'm taking three buses on wow. the park to the far side of town and back again. The bus driver would wait for me. Wow. Because I was effectively a nine-year-old kid on a bus by myself, going right. from one side. At the time, we were in San Francisco instead of Los Angeles. Going from one side of San Francisco to the other, it took me an hour and a half to get home. Wow. Right? To two hours. So I know what it's like to come from a mom or working environment, or class environment, where my mom just didn't, she was busy doing what was important, getting food on the table and keeping a roof <laughs> over her head. Right? I mean, I could be upset about it, and I can complain about it, but years later, a lot of personal growth work later, I understand she was doing what needed to be done. Right. And it didn't include paying a lot of attention to me until she had to pay attention to me. Because there was a point when the school said, you got to. You got to pay attention to her. Right? So my why, my why, as silly as or as brilliant as it is, is to pick up my kid from school and take her to school myself. Mm. My why is to be there for my daughter and to help her grow and be engaged in what she needs so that she's got a mama in, ingrained in her life, that sense of love. You know, um, I think it's, I don't know if it's Billy Joel or Elton John that sings the song, uh, My Mama Loves Me Like a Rock. Billy Joel, I believe. Billy Joel. I believe. Like that to me as a child was inspirational because that's the love I wanted to have. My mom had faith in me, but she didn't have the time or the patience, to be honest, to truly be there with it. So I wanted to give that to my daughter. That's my why. So everybody invests in real estate. We were talking before about having an education, getting a PhD, being in a slot. But you can define your own slot. You can define who you're going to be. You can define how you're going to give in this world. But to do that, you got to understand why. Exactly. you got to understand your why. I told you my why. How do you know what your why is? You've got a vision in your head. It's my vision in the head conversation. <laughs> you got a vision in your head. That vision in your head, the thing that makes you go to a real estate meeting, the thing that makes you wake up in the morning and say, I want something different. There's a vision in your head that is creating that discomfort for you. And that vision holds in it your why. It holds in it. I want to be there for my kids. I want to take vacations. I want to be a person of integrity and not do what my job's asking me to do. And I use that because I had somebody give me that as their why. Right. Right. I want to be able to be able to live my life on my own time. I want to be not exhausted every day when I get home. I want to have the space to have a relationship. There's a why in your vision. That is what's going to wake you up in the morning because real estate's tough. It's, it's exciting. It's rewarding. It's tough. And it can take from you. So don't get confused on that. And your why is the passion that keeps you connected to it when you're moving yourself forward in, the, in this world. My daughter is my why. Being able to love her and be calm enough and peaceful enough to love on her when she needs it, that makes me cry. That is my why. So whatever your why is, figure it out. It's inside that vision. That's what's going to wake you up in the morning to face doing your own thing your way. Well, see, there it is, ladies and gentlemen. What? <laughs> it is. See, and this is what you really get. This is what she's all about when she has her meeting. She's not there to just be there, or she's not there to just take your money. Like, there's a lot of clubs out there, it's all sales pitch, things like that. The clubs that we have are non-sales pitch clubs because we're actually wanting you to get where you need to go. Because when we were coming up, 
you're in this business. There was no clubs out there, there were, for it. There were not. I, had, I found one. It was part of my master's program that was a no-sales pitch club. Yeah, so, I, I mean. And eventually I took it over. And it's hard, you know, coming into this and not knowing the direction or believing that you can't accomplish this. Or, like they say, it's easy to use other people's money. And the question is, how can I use other people's money to do something that's that I've never done before? And that's one of the tragedies that I had coming into it. Who's going to believe in the me? You know? Yeah. And and the thing of it is, when my club was being named, uh, my mentor, Stephen McKee, yeah. you know how radical he, he is. He is radical. <laughs> he is a thought leader. So, <laughs> he, he doesn't have a show of, and he doesn't. He doesn't have a show of his own, but he's a thought leader all by himself. So he came up and said, Black Inland Empire. Now, hey, some people... Stephen's like us, right? Yeah. You know he's like us. I mean, exactly. you actually probably shouldn't be tattling on Stephen, but Stephen oh, he is knows. a dynamic being <laughs> like you and I are. Let's put it that way. So he the one came up with the Black Men in Real Estate, I mean, um, Black Inland Empire. And I was like, but I realized the only people that had problems with the name was black people. Oh, interesting. Okay. I'm serious. Okay. You know, because it's it, it it's it's almost like being racist, if you will. Okay. You know, and some people, because uh, Aaron asked, she said, Thomas, you, you, you truly think that's going to work? Until he came to my meeting for the first time, he was just like, oh, my God, Thomas, all these people here? He would never thought. So he's like, he told me, he said, in a couple of years, you know, there's going to be a chain of these clubs all over the world. And you know what? That's what that's what we're about. We're here to help each other. You know, we're created for each other. You know, we are a brother's keeper. And that's one of the biggest things about, you know, the clubs that we have. We are interlocked. We're not... Um, we're not in competition. Nope. We're not in, oh, nope. don't go to that club nope. or, you know, just come to mine and this, that, and the third. We all recommend everybody to go to everyone's clubs and support it. Every, every club has a different culture. Every club has different teachers, right? The facilitators, I, I try to help the people in my club, but you might be the right person to help them. Why would I keep them from going to your club? If you're the right facilitator for them, if you're the one who's got that next step for them, that next catalyst for them to be successful, why would I keep them at my club? But you know, some people like to have selfish now. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> well, I stand for our group is not that focused. It's not focused on that. Our exactly. group is focused on win-win. Our group is focused on how do I get you to your next best step because that's going to help me get to my next best step. Exactly. Right? If I'm busy holding on, that's not how th- something grows. Exactly. If you squeeze a plant, it's going to it's gonna die. So if I want to grow, squeezing it, being in anxiety about it, being in lack about it, isn't go- isn't going to be how I'm going to grow in grace and joy. No. I mean, and just like you might come across a deal that's in my neck of the woods, yeah. why would you hold on to it if you're not you know, in that be, market? Yeah, I'm not in that market. I don't want anything to do with it. I'm probably going to mess it up. So I should give it to you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm just saying. Exactly. I really should give it to you. So um, we're going to take another commercial break, and we're going to come back, and we're going to finish our conversation with our very special guest, the lady in white, Christina Suda of the Pasadena Real Estate Investment Club. Thank you, Thomas. Thank you. FireUp Connect is the most innovative business networking group. Supporting and collaborating with a dozen of small businesses that are interested in building and establishing strong business connections. Hosting educational live seminars while carrying out business and community-driven projects, as well as marketing programs as a part of its membership program. FireUp Connect also offers virtual assistance with a wide range of services including inbound customer support, chat support, appointment setting and email management, graphic designing video editing, web design and development, social media marketing, e-commerce solution, content writing and much more. For more information, head on over to www.fireupconnect.com. FireUp Connect, helping success stories unfold every day.
The toughest part in the lending process is patience. Like I tell all my clients, once you get those keys in hand, it'll all be worth it. Everything that they said they were gonna do, they did. I saved so much money working with First Lending Solutions. I love my new house. I couldn't be happier. So reach out to me at First Lending Solutions so I can help you get started. You can contact Dafina Miller with First Lending Solutions at 951-973-0123, DafinaMillerMortgage.com. I love how New School is able to help me greatly with my career because they actually have experience working in the field. The greatest thing about New School is the fact that there are so many different disciplines which allows you to really understand and get a good insight into different types of design. I think it's that whole changing mindset of what design can really do for a city and this is kind of the place to be. This environment cultivates creative thinking. Real Men of Real Estate with Steve Matley, construction manager and real estate developer, business owner, and educator. Did you know that right now there's 22,000 units deficit? Tunde Ogunwale, real estate development professional, Naval Academy grad, and veteran with a deep understanding of the public sector process. All of us want to live in thriving communities. Brian Fox, real estate expert and investor dedicated to helping hundreds of clients make money in real estate every year. There's so much housing going in. The builders are begging for more land. Future company can come in, lease up space to employ those people who are living in the homes. We have to put the housing in place. They either, either have to have houses, they want to make sure that there's a strong employment logistics center. Things like information hubs. We are a shipping economy now. There's economies all over the country where their prices are doubling and tripling. Welcome back to the Real Man Real Estate hosted by me your host, Thomas F. Chappelle Jr. with my special guest, Christina Souter. <laughs> You're not the guest, Thomas. I'm the guest. Christina Souter is the one over here who's gotten you so flustered that you think you're on my show. Oh my God. Okay. Um, Christina, <laughs> take you to go for uh, Talk about your uh, consulting. I talk about my consulting package. We were on the why, and during the break, I, I, I realized that I talked about my why, and I talked about you know the vision in your head, which is really important for people to understand. And you talked about how that guides my club, but it also guides my consulting work. Right? I'm a real estate investment advisor, and I'm looking to become a registered investment advisor, which is an even deeper commitment. But what guides my work with my clients is, what's your why? People ask me all the time, what should I invest in real estate? You've been investing for 35 years, Christina. You must be really knowledgeable about real estate. What's the best thing to invest in real estate? I'm like, let's back up a minute, okay? Let's talk about why you want to invest in real estate. Let's talk about what it means to you. What do you want to get out of it? Because the best deal for you is based on who you are and where you're going. You can invest. I Years ago, when I was dancing, this guy would pick me up. He owned three apartment buildings in L.A. Between the time he picked me up to the time we hit the dance club, this was uh, partnered. It was a West Coast swing. So I just wasn't always dancing on the tables. I'm just saying. I left that behind at 25. <laughs> but just saying. So... And I don't mean I don't mean I was paid for dancing on tables either. Oh my gosh, that came out so bad. That came out so bad. Another can of worms. Come on, another can of worms. I'm just saying. No, I'm just saying. I partied when I was in my 20s. Okay, we all partied in our 20s, didn't we? Okay, so just saying. I know I wasn't always this you know sainted soul. (laughs) But the point is, he would pick me up and we would go to West Coast Swing dancing, and he would complain. The entire time driving about his tennis, tantrums, and toilets that he had in his three apartment buildings. And I'm like, you own three apartment buildings? Dude, how could you possibly be complaining? Mm-hmm. How could you possibly be complaining? So, because he owned the wrong assets for the life he wanted to live. It was just that simple. Exactly. So, inside of my consulting practice, I also focus on what's your why? How is this going to serve your purpose in your life? How do you keep fulfilling your purpose? And what's the why that's going to have you choose to do this, right? Is it your children? Is it your wife? Is it your legacy, right? Now, I don't always use those words because not everybody's as quirky as I am about being so passionate about their <laughs> why and their, and their purpose in life. I'm pretty, I'm pretty passionate about it, but I use a version of that. I walk them through the vision in their head, 
What does it mean? What are we growing? And then I make it very grounded so they can actually implement the plan that we come up with. So let me ask you this. What happens if a person comes to you and say, you know what, I want to make as much money as I can? Bullpucky. Okay. It doesn't exist. I have had this conversation with hundreds of people. It doesn't exist. There's a reason why they want to make as much money as they can. Okay, so let me ask you. Now, I'm sitting on my couch, and I'm watching the HGTV programs, and they mm -hmm. saying, oh, I just made $300,000. <laughs> I want to be that person. Help yeah. me get there. I don't teach, a, I don't teach flipping. <laughs> <laughs> let me be clear. I help when you, just say, you come to me and you say, I just got $300,000 from flipping. Help me with my $300,000. Then I can then I can help you or help me. I've got ten thousand now. I want to know how I can go to be more. And I go great. Let's define what job you want to have in real estate. Let's get you the mentors you need. Now you go over there and you do that because I don't teach that. I'm sorry, I don't teach that. But when you're ready to switch and you're ready to take some of that assets and start developing a passive portfolio or a portfolio that takes less of your time and gives you a check in the mail. So you can cultivate who you want to be on your own time. That's the conversation I get to have. So I apologize for that. <laughs> because they can come to me and say, but, okay, so that was your point. So I hijacked your point, though. So they go to HGTV. They say 300000 They want to do that. Exactly. I tell them they need to, if they have, how much cash are you starting with? Zero? Great. You need to get a job in real estate. Let's introduce you to some people. Let's get you some mentors. That's what you did. That's what Thomas did. That's what you did. But most people don't want to, they don't want to work. They want to quit their job and just come into real estate because they're saying these guys are making all this money. So I don't want to work anymore. How can I get to that? They don't want to work in a job. Right. That doesn't mean they don't want to work. But you know the people that we come across. I know. And, <laughs> and here's, here's the truth of it. I'm going to say this and I'm probably going to get in trouble for it. The truth is it will sort itself. If you don't work and you don't commit yourself, you're not going to move. You're going to keep your job. But if you do work and you commit yourself, then you're going to find the mentors that help you move forward. I don't have to sort that for you. Life sorts that for you. Exactly. Right? That's what you were saying before, right? People mm -hmm. are saying, there's Thomas. What do we know about Thomas? Thomas shows up. We give Thomas something to do. Thomas gets it done. He comes back and asks for more. Oh, okay, Thomas, let's give you more. <laughs> right? So it, it really sorts itself. It really does. But changing the mind the mindset that people have, and I hate using the word mindset, because okay, I, 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 I tell okay. people that there's no such thing as a mindset. It's either how can I how how can I see myself doing this? Now you might use mindset. That might be a word you like using, but it's changing the way you speak, you walk, mm -hmm. and you talk. You know, a lot of people, they, they do tend to say, well, I believe in Jesus Christ. Okay, if you believe in Jesus Christ, if he says, write the vision and make it plain, then why not write the vision and make why it plain? Why not do it? That's right. You see what I'm saying? You he have also to, talks about being a good steward. You know, and the whole point of it is, is having a support system. Now, how I was able to get to where I was, I had a good support system, not only in this industry, but in my home life. You know what I'm saying? My son and my fiance sacrificed a lot for me to be able to get to where I'm at. Mm -hmm. You know, and there was times that it wasn't um it wasn't a good thing. It was, you know, sometimes it was challenging. But in in the sacrifice, um, I was able to blossom. Yes. You know, at what I'm doing. And then I had to right connect with all the right different people like yourself and things like that. So it's it's the way people wanna change the narrative to become what they see in front of them because you go to most real estate meetings, they focus on the money. They do. They focus on the money because that's what people can relate to easily. Exactly. It's a, it's a way of picking a common denominator. But I'm still going to stand by the fact that ultimately you can say what I want is to be a rich man or a rich woman, but ultimately the thing that you want to have the thing that you want to move forward to is, is that you want to be able to say, I got something done, I provided for my family, I wasn't scared anymore that I wasn't going to be able to feed myself, I kept a roof over my head. You did something that money gave you access to. Exactly. That's why the why behind the money 
mean, Jay Massey talks about this. And you've had him I talk to I was just getting ready to say that. I was just <laughs> Jay Massey is really good at talking about this. He talks about, and, and, and in my personal growth work, is when you're good and tired of being good and tired is when you're going to actually get the work done. And exactly. Jay talks about making an actual decision. You know you've made an actual decision because it changes who you are in getting something done. And Jay's got a very, very compelling story. That's why yeah. he's a repeat offender at my meeting. We get ready to take our final break, and we're going to come back and wrap it up with our special I guest. Gotta, nope, nope, this is it. <laughs> this is it. We're done. Are we done? We're done. Oh. This is it, Thomas. Okay. I'm sorry. Well, thank you again for listening to The Real Men of Real Estate, hosted by myself. Uh, check you guys out next month. Thank you for joining. Thank you, Thomas. Thank you. You rock it. You're listening to KCAA, your good neighbor along the way. The first thing you're going to have to learn is that until you stop expecting our politicians or anyone else to change your life, your life isn't going to change. The only person going to change your life is you, but you need to know how. Want to learn how? Meet Del Wamsley's Lifestyles Unlimited team and get your map to retirement in five years or less. Saturday and Sunday, August 13th and 14th in Anaheim. Go to GiveMeTotalFreedom.com. That's GiveMeTotalFreedom.com. Limited seating, unlimited potential. Register now at GiveMeTotalFreedom.com. What does the Weatherbug app tell you? My commute will be a doozy today. Pack my allergy meds. Lightning. Pick up a pizza, not a tennis racket. With more free map layers than any other weather app, Weatherbug tells you more of what you need to know to prepare you for the unpredictable. Discover why over 10 million users choose Weatherbug. Maybe it's a commute to the couch day. Download the Weatherbug app today for free. With 60 years of fascinating facts, this is the man from yesterday. Back in time, this time to 1977, Robert Hall Clothing Stores. Go away for good. All 367 Robert Hall Clothing Stores in 36 states go on the auction block. The Robert Hall chain of stores were closed last June after citing severe losses. When the values go up, up, up. From this time in 1967, so far it's been a great year for Neil Diamond. Last year, 1966, he debuted with Solitary Man and Cherry Cherry. Thank the Lord for the Nighttime just finished its pop chart run. But earlier here in 1967, Neil Diamond had a terrific hit with Girl, You'll Be a Woman Soon. Don't you know, girl, you'll be a woman soon. Please. Come take my hand I'll be what I am A solitary man Solitary man With more at manfromyesterday.com The Tri-City Shopping Center in Redlands is serving up some really cool ice cream at La Micho Acana. Then get your chocolates and other delights from Seas Candies. Moms and future moms who visit the mall can cool off and relax while they get treated like royalty at Shiny Nails or Francis Nails and then pampered at Texture Hair. The Tri-City Center is filled with retailers who care about you. Shop at the Tri-City Center in Redlands and see why they call it the mall with a heart. We've all heard jokes that begin with a rabbi, a priest, and a minister walk into a bar. Well, a rabbi, a minister, and a deacon actually walk into the KCAA studios every Sunday morning at 7 a.m. to host the radio program Religion on the Line. And that's no joke. Together, they offer a mixture of humor and serious conversation about things that really matter in life and how to make our lives happier and more fulfilling. 
They compare religious doctrine and learn from each other while bringing a unique perspective of religion to the KCAA audience. Listen every Sunday morning from 7 to 8 a.m. for Religion on the Line, the intersection of humanity and divinity, right here on KCAA Radio, the station that leaves no listeners behind. News Radio, I'm Dina Kodiak. President Biden is reported to be feeling well after a second positive COVID-19 test. In the latest update, the president's doctor says Biden is being closely monitored and continues to show no symptoms. Despite testing positive two days in a row, Biden will continue working from the executive mansion. Basketball legend Bill Russell is dead at the age of 88. Russell's family announced the passing of the former Celtics great on Sunday. Russell won 11 NBA championships, five league MVP awards, and also became the first black head coach in the NBA. A new wildfire is raging out of control in Northern California. The McKinney Fire has destroyed more than 51,000 acres in Siskiyou County. The National Park Service said the fire is only 1% contained. The wildfire near the Oregon border was reported Friday night at only 300 acres and exploded overnight to about 18,000 acres by Saturday morning. California Governor Gavin Newsom has declared a state of emergency to allow more emergency response efforts and access to federal aid. A top official at the Federal Reserve calls the latest inflation readings concerning is higher than we expect. Minneapolis Federal Reserve Bank President Neil Kashkari tells CBS's Face the Nation inflation is widespread across the economy. It's not just seen in a few categories. It's spreading out more broadly across the economy. He added the Federal Reserve is acting with urgency to curb inflation. On a positive note, he says the job market overall remains strong in the U.S. The Illinois Lottery says the winner of a $1.3 billion Mega Millions jackpot hasn't come forward yet. Here's Scott Carr. Mega Millions. Lottery officials say the winner can remain anonymous. Winners in Illinois have up to 12 months to claim their prize and can do so without going public. Plus, single Mega Ball. They haven't heard from the winner yet, but a single winning ticket for the huge jackpot was sold at a Speedway gas station near Chicago's O'Hare Airport. It's the largest jackpot ever won in Illinois and the second largest in the history of the Mega Millions game. You're listening to the latest from NBC News Radio. KCAA Loma Linda, 1050 AM, K292 FQ Riverside, and K293 CF Moreno Valley. The following program on KCAA is pre-recorded.